This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Nicholas Snacks Kreider. Here we go. If you don't like a DJ air horn sound effect, that is so cool. Guess who doesn't care? Nick or me, or Toss, who's on vacation in Barcelona. If you miss Toss, wish him well. He'll be back next week. He's on a lovely vacation with his better half. But if you don't like that DJ Airhorn sound effect, talk to us about it on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. We'll bring it to the table. We'll discuss it with you. And we just love chit-chatting about anything and everything, including betting. We got a lot of futures. We talked about futures last week with the highs. We talked about futures we had in the bank. One thing we touched upon that we're going to go deeper is the World Series futures. What are the odds right now? We are brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Nick loves betonline.ag. I love betonline.ag. Your mother loves betonline.ag. Who Tosses better half. Loves betonline.ag. Toss's better half does love Toss won a lot of money off betonline.ag, so he could afford to take her on this trip to Barcelona. It is crazy how that transpired. Many people don't know that story. Toss won big on a parlay, a 14 parlay in the NBA, and it didn't cover the entire trip to Barcelona, but it gave him the comforting cushion he needed to go and ball out and have an amazing vacation. So we're excited he's there on behalf of betonline.ag. And on behalf of betonline.ag, the World Series odds to me are not puzzling. I just, do you feel the giants are being disrespected thousand? They're behind the Rays. They're behind the Brewers. They're behind the White Sox and Astros the, and the Dodgers who are at plus plus three twenty five and the top team to win. I get the trades they made with Turner and Scherzer. Obviously they're going to get Kershaw back at some point. Everyone's coming back in the mix and getting healthy. Um, and they were, at least they will be for the playoffs. But the Giants have been the hottest team since the break. They were one of the top teams, not the top team going into the break. At what point are we going to take this, the squad seriously? Like Buster Posey's playing his best baseball. He should be, I mean, look, you know, we talk about this in the NBA, like there's only going to be one MVP, but guys at least to be, you know, deserve to be in the conversation. And we've spoken about Soto. We've spoken about FTJ, obviously being the favorite, especially with him coming back and cranking like he's been. But Posey, like his numbers may not be gaudy, but he has been unbelievable at the catcher position. And like he, he should at least be in the mix in the conversation, be thrown in the top 10. I mean, when are we going to take this team seriously? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I do think they deserve a little bit of respect on their name. They're the best team in baseball as the record stands. But I was having this conversation today with somebody. Yeah. I do believe that when it comes down to a five game or a seven game series in the playoffs against 
a good team, which will be a team that is a playoff team, whether that's the Dodgers, the Padres, the Brewers, um, you know, any of these teams, even, you know, the Phillies, the, the Braves, I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I don't believe that the Giants close out a five or seven game series. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I want to say I agree with you. Like, it, I, I want to say I agree with you, but this is why we play the game. I mean, like, on paper, this team is the third best team in the NL West. And I think at a point we were even talking about them being the fourth best team. Like, we had higher hopes for the Rockies in, in, in some regard. Like, batting-wise, like, Yaz, a guy who we quote-unquote would have been one of their best players, is not even hitting that well. Like, Brandon Crawford is maybe having is, is having his best season. Oh, he's having the best season of his career, for sure. And he got a huge extension to go for that. Yeah, I mean, it's – and Chris Bryant's love and life. I think he's going to stay there. I think he's going to stay there too. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got they got a lot of great pieces. I mean, they did well at the deadline adding Chris Bryant. I mean, Gosman's been pitching out of his mind. He's a top five Cy Young candidate this season. So, yeah, they deserve respect, but I, I still think it goes back to just kind of longevity. And, you know, when you get to the playoffs and all these teams are, are good in the playoffs, you're no longer beating up on weaker teams – you got a five game series against a, a good team like the Dodgers or a good team like the Padres, you know, or seven game series. Are you nervous as a Padres fan though? Like I'm we- nervous as a Padres fan as it stands right now due to the injuries that San Diego has and due to the, the woes and the starting pitching category. And sometimes they're just, the lineup's not waking up. Um, but if they do happen to make the playoffs, then I'm going to be, I'm going to be happy to the fact that the giants are in first place. And the Dodgers are in second place. And that means that the Padres have to beat the Dodgers one time. And that's it. That's the best chance that any NL team has to making it to the World Series is having the Dodgers play that wild card game. Because it's no longer a series. It's a one-game series. That's, that's the point. best chance you're going to get. That's a good point. Because I, I don't think the Dodgers lose a five- or seven-game series against anyone in the entire MLB. I don't think it's possible. You have Scherzer and Bueller who are going to finish top five in the Cy Young in the NL, top seven. Still got Kershaw. Still have, and you still have Kershaw, Urias. You have like all, it just is like it's murderer's row. And you add Turner to the lineup that was already crazy. I'm not I mean, like, Mookie's not having his best season. He's on the IL right now, but he's going to come back and he's going to perform in the playoffs. You know, it's Mookie Betts. But bro, he, he wasn't having his best season, but he was on fire and he was still an all star. And I yeah. honestly am not even like lineup for lineup. Like the pods like stack. They may not be as deep as the Dodgers, but they stack like yeah. Machado. FT, like Machado is going to be a top 10 MVP guy for sure. Top Maybe top five. Maybe top five. Cronenworth. I mean, you, you've rode Cronenworth the whole way and have sold me. Like, I mean, the guy is, I mean, like he just reminds you of like Daniel Murphy, like a yeah. guy like Turner, the guys, Zobra, like even like, yeah, like hustle, to the max, whatever his team needs. Like it just shows you like when was the last time you saw a guy hit two inside the park home runs in a season and we're not even done with the season yet. They, like, they flashed a stat in the game against the last game against Colorado yesterday um, that said who had the most inside the park home runs in one season. It was nine of them. It was Ty Cobb. Like all the guys that they flashed on the graphic were like Hannes Wagner, Ty Cobb, like, Harmon Killebrew, like old players that, that like, that doesn't happen anymore. You're yeah. lucky to get one inside the park home run in your career. It got, that goes to show you it's two different games. I'm done comparing guys. I'm done, especially in baseball. 
and I'll, I'll even go as far as to say it in the other sports too. I am done comparing guys like pre 85 and to the guys today. Maybe, maybe it. like 1970 and above. I mean, like you still got like Hank Aaron in there. I can't. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, sure. Obviously Hank's like Hank's got my favorite stat. You know, if Hank never hit a home run, still have 3000 hits, yeah. not like the swaggiest stat of all time. And the guy never, I don't think he ever had 50 off the top of my head. I don't think he ever had 50. No, he never had 50 home runs in a season, which is crazy. Um, but the guys today, it's just, I mean, it's a different, different ball. It's game, a different I, ball game. I mean, different preparation, different coaching, different just upbringings. I mean, these guys live in, I mean, you talk about the Dominican guys and the Cuban guys that oh, yeah. come out and literally just working on baseball from the day they can walk. Like th- that's all they do. They live and breathe baseball. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really the case back in the 1930s and the 1940s. Right. Yeah, like, no. it, you're just an average white guy playing baseball. Now, like you add the world to the mix and you add Supreme athletes and, and money guy, and money. And yeah. there's so much money on the line and guys throw guys shove consistently. You're seeing guys out there throwing 99, 98, Oh, yeah, even guys that are like guy does. it's not even impressive anymore. Yeah, Robles, like on the Red Sox, who by the way could not even be more mediocre if he tried, he's cooking at 97, 98. Yeah, like I was like, cons- I was talking to one of our buddies who's also a Sox fan, and I was like, kind of concerned that Sale is coming back and he's only touching 97 up top, right? Like, what that's lightning fast. I'm like, yeah, com- but like compared to what Sale, you- Sale is supposed to hit a hundred. Yeah, it's supposed to go 100. I mean, I'll we digress. I mean, the Red Sox, I, I honestly like it's funny. You're a Pods fan, you know how big of an old a, a fan of the Mets my old man is. We went to a Padres Mets game when we were in New York together, Nick, with him. And I'm a Red Sox fan, and all three of our teams are just absolutely collapsing. The Yankees yeah. are for different reasons, in. for different reasons. I mean, for reasons that are though, I, I will say the Pod Padres and the Mets who none of these teams I'll bet on at any point. I do have a future for the Padres to win the World Series. I'm not stoked. The Padres sit at plus 1,800 right behind the Yankees and the Giants. So the odds are still they're still somewhat favorable. They're ahead of the Braves, uh, who lead the division in the East. The Sox have dropped behind the Yankees at plus 2,000, and the Mets are at plus 4,000. The Reds sit at plus 5,000. I'd rather ride that than the Mets. And I'm not going to ride either, but I'd be more comfortable riding the Mets I mean, the Reds do not have or are sitting behind the Padres, and I don't think we'll catch the Padres. I'm more comfortable riding them than I am the Mets. The Mets have major injury issues, so I can excuse that. Like, yeah. you lose DeGrom, you lose, you lose Lindor. Like, what do you, like, yeah, and Syndergaard never comes. Carrasco's barely pitched. At what point, yeah, we can say, okay, Familia stinks. No one's really hitting. Conforto's been bad. But their best players have been out for a considerable amount of time. Like, the Padres, like, yeah, the pitching has been, you know, subpar and disappointing. But at least you made your moves. Like you yeah, made your moves. I mean, did, did they make all the moves they needed to make, though? I mean, they added Adam Frazier, who's leading the league in hits. They added Jake Marisnik. They added Daniel Hudson. Those are the, the deadline moves that they made. Well, you but added the, the hits leader. You added thing. The hits leader. Oh, yeah, sure. Great. And he's, he's really not performing re- that well right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the biggest need, and it continues to be the biggest need, is starting pitching. You had to go yeah. out and sign Jake Arietta because you Darvish went on the IL and Chris Paddock went on the IL and Lamette had another setback. That's three of your starting pitchers that are hurt. Not to mention Musgrove has been a little shaky. Snell's been shaky all year. Weathers should still be in triple a, but you have to him out there because you really don't have many options. They didn't address the biggest need. And yes, you could say that there was an overpay. Uh, you know, the blue Jays paid a lot for beer, 
Barrios, you know, on the twins, obviously the package that the Dodgers put together for Scherzer and, and Trey Turner was massive, but Kyle Gibson was still out there. You know, I mean, you could go out and get Zach Davies from the Cubs. They were just giving away players, you know, another innings eater. You got to get someone out there, but it's starting pitching. I mean, that's really what it is. I think that's what it all boils down to. And obviously Us too. So the Red Sox too, like that's what yeah. it is. Like you, I mean, look, I, what I, what I, what I'll say about the Padres though, is at least, at least Darvish and Snell, I know those moves seem like they were long ago, but those were moves made this year. You made those moves before the season. So at least right. like, you know what, Hey, those guys aren't performing and that's just unfortunate and like inexcusable and the players part. You mean Snell? I think, I think Snell, it, it just goes to show you that a lot of the mental wasn't being discussed or taken into account. And like, it's easy for me to say, it's like, I mean, he's a Cy Young win. I mean, he's got, the yeah, stuff. he's got the stuff, but like it's between the ears right now, between the ears. Cause it's a lot. You, 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 he signs with the Rays. He comes up with the Rays. He went to the World Series with the Rays last and year well. and pitched well, and they still moved him. And I'm sure he liked being there. So it's kind of in his mind, he's still getting acclimated. So yeah, and he's expected to perform as that Cy Young guy. So like right. we're not discussing the mental enough, uh, in my book. Yeah, but I the mean, Reds, the Red Sox, I can't hang my hat on it. They just plus two thousand is blasphemous because. Yes, Sale is back, but you can we run him like five more than five more than six? I mean, Pavetta's not good. I mean, we tell me something. Pitch. Yeah, though. At the top of your head, can you think of pitchers? Yeah, that do well their first year on a new team, because it seems oftentimes than not when a pitcher makes a move to a new team, new organization, whether it's across the country or whether it's just down the road, always starts out a little shaky. I mean, Musgrove started off pretty hot definitely has a, a couple flaws here and there you started off hot but has had a, had a terrible july after the all-star break and obviously has had some injuries snell's been awful you know you look at jake arietta coming off of the, the cubs he's, that he's first toast. stint he's well i'm saying when, when he came after the cubs the first stint went to the phillies he wasn't yeah. great yeah and i mean this doesn't really i mean i just think that there's a a big transition and, and a big yeah, curve to totally really adjust to a new organization, a new catcher, a new pitching coach, a new fan base. You know, new there's a lot of pressure through. and pitchers are the biggest head cases. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, they have to be right between the years mm -hmm. and being in a brand new situation can be difficult sometimes, you know, especially on a team like the Padres where there's a lot of high expectations. Absolutely. I think it's a good question. I want to delve. I mean, I think you and I should delve in off the air. Like we'll kind of sit down um, one night and just get nerdy with it. Yeah. It's it, to me, like I could think of the situations off the top of my head where guys did make the transition at like the break and we're yeah. good, but like, it's I mean, like Lance like Lynn, I, Lance Lynn's doing great right, right now with Chicago. I can think of him. Yeah. But like, I, and I think Johan, but there are other guys like, like Barry Zito signs that massive deal and, and his career goes in the toilet. Right. After Cole Hamels. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting. We have to really break it down to the point where guys like CeCe goes to the Brewers, but he's great. And I think the, it energizes you to go to a winning team at the deadline. So I'm not going to count that. But I'm curious to see your point. If top-of-the-line starters are moved at the beginning of the season, whether it be free agency or be, wait, via trade, how they perform the following year. I'm curious. I mean, obviously Cole was good, you know, with the Yankees in his first stand, but I'm curious to see what happens. Um, it's definitely worth, look. worth look. Yeah, it's definitely worth taking a look into. Um, but real quick, let's like look at some of these odds because we are brought to you by betonline.ag and we love them. 
I feel like some teams getting disrespected are the A's, but they're always disrespected. I mean, Oakland always... is getting disrespected. I think Toronto's getting a little disrespected too. They've got a, a pretty insane lineup. Far back and Springer's hurt again. I mean, the yeah. thing with the A's, like Starling Marte, might, he's been like out of this world. And no one's talked. Who's the media team for the A's? I mean, I don't know, but it's they're the they're like one of the smallest markets in all of all of sports. It's Oakland. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Raiders were there for a long time, but they got out for a reason. I mean, they're beloved Raider nations everywhere around the United States. Doesn't they don't they can be anywhere and, and be yeah. successful? But Oakland's just not really that big of a sports town. They got to pull the plug because this team's good. They got to move the team. Where are they going to go? I don't know. I don't, I feel like I, I've read that this owner is aloof. He like doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's just like not involved. And it's like selfish at this point. Cause you're sitting on a good organization. Matt Olson's playing some of his best baseball. He gets zero love. Yeah. Um, you got Marte. Who's been one of the best acquisitions getting no love. You have Chapman who's one of the best fielding third baseman we've ever seen. He gets minimal love except unless it's like, unless he does something absolutely immaculate on the highlight reel. I mean, this team is like sitting like this team's their their odds, their odds right now are worse, or as like the level of the Red 2000. Sox. Two thousand are slightly above the Blue Jays, and they have a way better chance of making the playoffs than the Blue Jays do. It's crazy yeah. to me. It's crazy to me. Um, but a team I like, I think the Rays are getting disrespected too. I mean, they're always, yeah, plus eleven hundred, like, and why? they're first in their division. Yeah, I mean, like, why are like for what reason are they plus eleven? They're first in their division. They've been first in the division for a number of years. And they were now. in the World Series last year. And they're and they're hot as all can be. I mean, they lose glass now. They lose, like they obviously lose Snell to even start the season. So they didn't they went go in the season without Snell. And it doesn't matter. I mean, they're they're extremely well run and they're hitting the ball. I mean, they hit the ball so well. It's crazy. Like Cruz is a great acquisition. And he's not, it's not like he's hitting for a high average with them, but he's still hitting a tar off the ball. I mean, Meadows has been nice. And Rosarena has been great. I mean, Zanino has been on fire. I mean, they just pick up the got the right guys, honestly. It's like the old Billy Beanway. Um, but them, I like the, do you like the brew crew? I know we discussed not. this. You're still out on the brew crew? Still out. The brew crew and the White Sox. Great rotation. I love that, though. Like, that's what you're talking. We're talking about the Dodge. Like, any team could hit. Like, we're talking about the Dodgers and beating Scherzer and beating Bueller in the NL. Like, I love your point about the one game. Like, that's the best chance. But like, well, if I guess take them out. Like, I guess the Brewers are just boring to me. At the end of the day, like, not an exciting team. Like, Yelich is having an abysmal season, and they're that's still bizarre. somehow in first place. That's bizarre. He's like dropped off severely. Very yeah. It's it's kind of it's like frightening. The head scratcher. Him and Bellinger both. I, I well, the Bellinger thing, like he's been off and on the, the IL. Like I see that, and he's. I mean, he's still a younger player than Yelich, or yeah, than Yelich is. I mean, mm. he still has some time to fix his his game, but Yelich is an MVP. I mean, so is so Bellinger. Bellinger. So is Bellinger. But I don't know. Like there was a point where Yelich was the most dangerous hitter in baseball. No, he's just not. He's just not like, at all. I mean, they're both like aloof at the plate. I mean, we'll chalk it. I mean, both guys have spent time in the aisle this year, so we'll, talk, we'll chalk it up to injury. Uh, I always thought the Bellinger MVP season was an outlier. I was never full. I, I'm not saying I thought he was going to be a bad player, but I was never fully sold as him being a top 10 dominant. I agree. Like, just like he K's out a lot. Um, that's baseball. Uh, so just to kind of 
I'm really high on the White Sox. They're, they were my team. Um, but if I'm going to throw any new cash on anybody, I hate to say this. I really do. But the Yankees at plus 1,500 is, is great. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're getting really hot right now. They had some really big acquisitions at the deadline. Joey Gallo hasn't been performing that well for them. And it was a guy that the Padres had their eye on. Um, but he'll turn it back on. I mean, he can hit a home run any given at bat. Mm-hmm. Rizzo's been great. Um, and you now their their pitching is starting to come together. Void Tyler Wade, like Bray, these guys Gill, like these guys yeah. have nowhere rising to the occasion. Gallo, you add his arm in the outfield, and now you have Judge in or Gallo in center or right. So that whole like corner, that whole center right side is absolutely lethal. You could stick Stanton in the left, he'll be fine there. Void at DH, Rizzo at first base. It's like Lemayhu, who's like and like honestly one of the best hitters. Uh, most or most underrated hitters of the decade it's like yeah. it's murderers row all over again then you have like they, they still got yeah they still got a door you know still got gary still got urshela it's frightening dude i'm, I'm scared I'm, so i want to say to close it out like you know i love a lot of baseball talk but as far as you know bet online goes i'm putting my future on the yankees right now plus 1500 not a bad um, bet at all not a bad bet at all and not a bad first half of the segment I'm Joshua Fisher. That's Nicholas Snacks Kreider. You can't see it right now, but he's chilling here with the shirt off. No care in the world. We're the Charity Stripe. Find us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. And you can catch the podcast out anywhere you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple, the whole shebang. We'll be back for our second segment. Hang tight. We out you. We love you. We will be right back with the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM. SoCal Sports Talk. We're back, baby. Again, it's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're for I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Nicholas Snacks. Crider, find us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore fantasy football right around the corner. We're not going to do breakdowns yet. Uh, we have a special guest supposed to come through the stew. Uh, and so hopefully we'll be able to use part of that interview for the radio, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure you 1090 fans would love that. But for this show, we want to break down some stuff that we're putting on Sided.co. We're brought to you by Sided. Go there, debate anything you want. It's a really fun app. You can literally debate anything, sports, non-sports, movies, the whole shebang. Uh, some stuff we're going to be putting on Sided with fantasy football, not necessarily pertaining to the players, but pertaining to the kind of league you like. There's a lot of debate going on. We're Nick and I are in a league, and one of the hot debates is do we want to do a snake draft? which, you know, obviously you start at the one, go to pick 10, then pick 10 as the first pick in the second round. And then you go to round two, finish round two. Traditional draft style, pretty much. Traditional draft style uh, or the auction where you get a certain amount of dollars to spend on players and then you bid back and forth. Highest uh, bid gets the player. I'm a big fan of, I mean, I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, in a snake draft, you really don't have a lot of control of of who other guys get or who you get. Mm -hmm. With an auction draft, you can get whoever you want. It's it's a lot just spend around my money. Yeah, you, you got to throw the cash out there. Yeah, it's a lot more strategy. We did an auction draft in baseball. I do an auction. I do two auction drafts in baseball. One's a major money. One is NL only with five AL teams. I'm in for uh, a K with my dad, or a little under a K. The other one I'm in for hundred dollar buy-in or seventy five dollar buy-in, and I'm with Nick, and that's some guys we know from uh, college. Um, auctions fun. If you buy into it, the issue I find is a lot of guys aren't willing to buy into the auction draft. No pun intended. It really, 
it's, they are scared. They're scared to try something new. And look, the snake draft is easy. Everyone knows the snake draft, but I share the same gripe with you, Nick. Like a lot of the times, like you could be stuck with that fifth or sixth pick, or you could be honestly, like my least favorite pick place to pick in, in the fantasy draft is at the top. I hate picking at the top of the draft. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, I just don't like getting statistically stuck with speaking. Yeah. Statistically speaking, I think it's like 60% or something. I, I don't know the exact number, but 60 to 70% of guys who have the number one pick win the league. Yes, because more than likely you're going to get a guy like McCaffrey, McCaffrey or Sicken. Exactly. Or like in the, but but in an auction draft, you can get a guy like McCaffrey and you can also get Kamara or yeah. Derrick Henry mm-hmm. or Saquon mm-hmm. or Zeke. You have that option to spend a lot of your money on two guys. I mean, it's not, it might not be the smartest move, but it's feasible. If you want to make that happen for your team, you can do that on auction draft. I think that adds more excitement. I could see how people can be like, get curmudgeon over it, be like, Oh, well, this is BS. And like, if a move like that were to happen in an auction draft and everyone wasn't, everyone wasn't sold or understood how this thing rolled out. And look, if you're thinking about an auction draft, I recommend you try it. Just make sure the whole league's bought in. So when you a situation like that arises, you don't have a couple people in the league, guys or gals, being like, "Oh, well, this is this is you know BS." Like this guy has got Zeke and Christian McCaffrey. This guy's got Dalvin and McCaffrey. The league's over because you know I, you could, I, that, that stat's a bit skewed. Looking at this year's crop of guys at the top, because as good as Dalvin was last year, he's pretty much a lock year in and year out to miss a game or two. And you better hope that if he's going to miss that game or two, you better hope he stays out to the full season. If he doesn't, you better hope you miss that game or two. We, you know, like week four or five, when it doesn't matter as much as the latter half of the season, Christian McCaffrey's coming off an injury, injury riddled season. Zeke hasn't been himself as of late. Obviously Saquon's coming off the major, major, major surgery. The only guy that's lost his quarterback. Kamara lost his quarterback. I mean, Jameis sounds like he's going to be doing better, but he may not even have the starting job. So you don't even know who the QB in New Orleans is. I would say the only safe bet's Derrick Henry. He's the only safe bet. Honestly, in the PPR, I'd be pressed, but in a half PPR league, I'm I'm going to take him first. I don't, and I, I'm going to play it safe because you. I say this all the time in fantasy football: you can't win in the first round, but you can lose. You can for right. sure lose in the first round. If that big yeah, guy I mean, you get at the top is like not is not going to pan out, you're you're screwed. Well, if he gets injured, yeah, it happens all the time. Happened to you last year, right? Yeah, McCaffrey. well, I had McCaffrey, but I ended up still winning. <laughs> <laughs> I had Saquon, and I, and I ended up getting thrashed or like fitting in the fit, you know, finishing the middle of the pack. Um, but I auction versus snake, I don't mind either. I actually love both. But with an auction draft, my only concern would be people buying into it. That's the kicker. Someone buys into it, it's great. A live well, auction draft. If you've never done it, at least do a mock draft to see oh, if you yeah. like it, or at least try it out to know know how it works. I mean, I don't want people who are complete, you know, novices getting into it. You know, then they start making excuses, and yeah. then they start not playing the full season, but. I find that my auction draft, the one, the one league that I'm in that does an auction draft, I'm in three leagues. It is the most engaging. It's the most fun. It's the most competitive. It's the one with the highest stakes and people are really jazzed about doing a draft. I mean, it's a fun draft. Yeah. It's awesome. Because you're, because you're involved in every single pick. It's not like a snake draft where it's like, Oh, well I had pick one. So I got to wait 19 more picks until my next time I, I pick again. So I'm just going to go to the bathroom or I'm going to go, you know, make a sandwich or something because by the time I get back, I'm still, still not going to be my pick. With an auction draft, you can't leave. Like every single player that gets nominated, you might want. Mm-hmm. So you're involved in every pick. Yeah. And this strategy in nominating guys too, 
Um, but we're going to move on to the next part of it. Uh, but I will say a live auction draft if you haven't done one of those. If you get a guy to call it. An auctioneer? I, yeah, it's awesome. Um, PPR versus half PPR versus non-PPR. Nick, where do you stand? Like, What's your favorite mode? I like full PPR. I There are people who want to keep it standard, but for me, I feel like it's so boring. I mean, there are so many guys out there that just are reception monsters that deserve that love because they're still making a catch, right? Like just because you caught a ball for two yards, it, it shouldn't be 0.2 points. Like it should be 1.2 because still made the catch. I mean, these guys are NFL receivers. You know, most people who are, who are playing fantasy football could not make some of these catches these guys make. And so they deserve a point for making a catch. Yeah. And the NFL for sure. I mean, like, you know, but I think it also just, if you don't do PPR, at least half PPR, the receiver is so diminished because a lot of these running backs are running the ball and their receiving numbers are high. So they're just automatically more valuable than the wide receiver. Not to mention the wide receiver crop is so deep this year. It's scary. Like, yeah, you have your guy like Devonte Tyreek Hill at the top, but you can wait on wide receivers for sure. Oh yeah. You we're can running, wait all day. We're running backs. You kind of, because a they're they're often injured and b like it's just like there's a is a steep drop off like you know once you get past this first like top twelve guys top thirteen guys then like all of a sudden you're getting into situations like do you go Etienne or do you go Robinson and that's scary you know are you comfortable with Chris Carson as your RB one do you want to ride Kareem Hunt as your RB two and you really prefer to put him in a flex spot it's like those situations are frightening. And it just values the wide receiver a bit more. I'm yeah, comfortable no. with the half PPR, but I love the PPR. I think it's been, a, been an unbelievable addition to fantasy sports. I agree with you. Um, there is the wide receiver position this year is very deep and it's getting deeper every single season. Uh, with that being said, I would stay away from taking a wide receiver in the first round this year. You need to take a running back this year. If you have the option to, I think the first six players off the board in most leagues will be running back. And if you have a top tight end, there's one tight end that, yeah, yeah, I, I think could make some noise, but I don't necessarily know if I would take him either because there's definitely we're talking about Travis Kelsey, but I don't necessarily know I would take him either in the first round. You know, if you can get a guy like Darren Waller or George Kittle um, or, you know, even Kyle Pitts, maybe even the third, fourth round. Um, you know, we don't know what he's going to do yet, but I do. I do believe that he's going to make some noise, especially since Julio Jones is gone. But receiving class is dope is dope this year. It's it's deep and it's dope and deep dope. <laughs> Uh, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, you know, we mentioned Tyreek Hill, but I mean, the other guys, I mean, Judy's going to have a big year. CD lamb's going to have a big year. I mean, you got the rookies coming out, Jalen Waddle and Jamar chase. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to make some noise here. Yeah. I mean, the guys in like the rankings of like 19th, like 21, it's like Thielen, Julio. It's like Cooper cup guys who can Not easily mention, go over, over you got Odell coming back healthy. Yeah. You know, Odell, you got Jarvis. Yeah. I mean, where is where you get to like, once you get past like in the twenties, like, am I going to ride miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds? I mean, that's horrifying. If that guy's right. potentially my number one. And that's the situation you fall into when you start doubling down on wide receivers or going with a wide receiver in round one. I'm, I'm with you on that, Nick, um, for sure. But PPR, I'm glad we're both in agreement. We're not saying to kick rocks if you're a standard guy, but standard, I think the days of standard are coming to a close. You should at least start moving to a half PPR, yeah. even things out. I agree. What's next? What's next on the docket? I can't remember off the top of my head. Are you ESPN or are you Yahoo? Or have you kind of like stopped? I have both. So I have three leagues and two are ESPN and one's Yahoo. I prefer Yahoo. I think Yahoo's got a better um, user interface. 
Yeah. Um, I think the projections are much more easy to follow. Um, and it's more engaging. I mean, like they, they show you like highlights if you want to watch them, you know, of the actual plays, which is great. Um, and I think their app is a little better too. ESPN. It, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like your standard easy fantasy football site. I mean, there's not a, a bunch of bells and whistles. It's pretty easy, yeah. but yeah. for a fantasy football expert, such as myself, I, uh, I want something a little more complex. I, what I think I, I really enjoy about Yahoo that I've, that I realized actually this week, I was trying to go back and look at my fantasy football roster in ESPN and it's like impossible. Can't do it. No. Yahoo keeps like all of your records. Yeah. It's cool. And it keeps track. And it keeps track of like all of your career wins too. Like mm-hmm. any, any fantasy game you played, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, bachelor, they, they keep track of your wins and, and they give you like a, like a status too, like a yeah. diamond, like a platinum, like a gold status. And they also they could take away the status. I was platinum for a while, then I kind of got moved to diamond. I think that's the order. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure diamond's number one, right? I was, yeah, I was, after I did my 15 and 0 season in football, not to brag, I was like the top order. Um, but I, I, I love- I'm curious now, I got to check because I'm pretty sure I'm the top tier. Yeah, I, I, I've had a back-to-back rough goes of it. Uh, in fantasy football because of injuries uh, and Shanghai-ness in the keeper, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but I prefer Yahoo as well. I like the projections. I mean, ESPN's added now that you can look to the future, but I've always liked how Yahoo, you could kind of look to the future and you look at your future matchups and kind of map things out that way if you really want to get in depth with it. I mean, fantasy football is one of those things, yeah, you could check it once a week, but we all love tinkering with our rosters if you really love fantasy football. And Yahoo, right. you know, Yahoo makes that easier as well. I think that if you love fantasy football, that you should move your leagues over to Yahoo. It goes bronze, silver, gold, platinum, then diamond. Diamond is the 99th percentile, which your boy's in. Nice, Nick. Love that out of you. Um, I'll check my status later and report back next week. Have you done CBS <laughs> yet or no? Uh, I did CBS like back in the day, a long time ago. I did NFL.com a long time ago too. That was a whatever. Yeah, I think the two big ones are Yahoo and, and ESPN. I really like CBS for March. I think Facebook had their own for a while. Facebook will does that. Will do it. He'll try anything. He doesn't care. No one cares. Oh, you think Zuckerberg's making that decision? Oh, we should make a fantasy football app. I mean, no, he's not making that decision. <laughs> but his whole mantra and his whole aura trickles down. It trickles down from the top. Zuckerberg is flip flops, Crocs, rolling to work. Dude's making a billion dollars. Everyone at Facebook knows they're playing with house money and they'll try anything and everything. And they just don't care. They're not, they're never going to lose money. So you might as well try fantasy football. They should just send someone to space while they're at it. Honestly. Um, I'm sure they will. Let me ask you this keepers or no keepers. Um, I'm indifferent. I mean, either way I'm in one league with, so there's, there's a bunch of different ways to do keepers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in one league, my auction league, where the keeper, you, you pick one a year, mm-hmm. and you keep that player for $5 more than what you got him for the year before. So it's an interesting one. Um, I, I mean, whatever, it, it makes it cool if like, you get a player like, on a steal and you want to retain him. Like I'm keeping Austin Eckler this year for $5 more. Got him for $9 last season. So... Um, because I got him for $4 a season before. So I've kept him two years in a row, but you know, let's say you want to retain McCaffrey, like you can feasibly do that for $5 more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm indifferent. I've never played like the whole dynasty keepers thing where instead of like picks, like you actually keep players and, and you give up draft picks. I think that'd be interesting. 
I do that. I'm in one where you can keep a guy you keep. First of all, there has, I hate the, like the, the no cap on it. Ours is a two year cap. So after two years, the guy is back. Yeah. Ours is three. So you can keep a guy for three seasons. That's fine. These people that are in leagues where like you have them forever. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Like you, what are we doing at, at one point you lose the round before after the first year, two rounds before, after the second year, if you kept a guy that was picked in the first round, he was a four, a first, a fourth, and a seventh. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> Very intense league. Um, I like the keeper league. I like that there's a cap. Um, I don't necessarily like the five dollar add on. It's kind of arbitrary. In it's it's baseball, so it's a bit different. But in the baseball league that I'm in, that's auction. We do a keeper, and it's a ten percent increase of the salary. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, people, people don't like doing quick maths nowadays. No, I mean. It, if you, I guess, if you really think about it, like if you get a player for ten dollars, then it's only a dollar more, right? But opposed to a guy, if you're getting for ten dollars in football, you're paying fifteen dollars. So I, yeah. I think at the end of the day, like it kind of evens out a little bit. But yeah. I mean, you're more rewarded in the ten percent for like getting that guy on the low price, uh, which you know we love favoring the owners. But I think keeper is fun. It's exciting. It also like keeps everybody in it till the end. Like one, like there's guys that are like, okay, once you know you're not coming in last, but once you also know that you're not going to the playoffs, you bow out and kind of yeah. the league. Well, there's ways to combat that. I mean, I think there's a lot of different things that you can implement in your league that allows you to keep players interested, like weekly payouts or yeah, weekly payouts. Yeah, are great. Exactly, exactly. Or, or like obviously best record, but um, survivor. I think that's a cool one that that we did last year, where basically the lowest scoring team each week gets eliminated, right? So even if your team is losing, but you still haven't been the lowest scoring team up to like six, seven weeks, like you still want to score the most points so you can win Survivor. I think I'm going to do a bunch. I'm going to do payouts. I'm going to do Survivor. I'm going to do all that jazz. I want everyone to be in it in it till the end. Yeah, I would say increase the buy-in if that's the case. Our buy-in is 200 shekels. It's a lot. Yeah. I know we've mentioned before that you want to go in for a league for a K. It's well, someday that'd be nice to do. You know, once well, we're I'm going to keep one, going. Once I, we're Molly's game it, level. It's going to be a K, then it's going to be 10K, then it's going to be 100K, it's going to be a, a mil. Toby Maguire is going to be down for that. Player X, yeah. Would you be? Would you do a fantasy football league for 10K by with Toby Maguire tomorrow? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're D-Jack Hobbs on that. Like, not if Toby Maguire's in the league, yeah. Are we trying to make a call? If any of the listeners out there have a, a close personal connection with Tobin Guire, I will go out and take another student loan out, put 10K student on that. Loan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only loan you could take out these days. It's just a student loan. Everything falls under the umbrella of student loan. That's interesting uh, that you would just, yeah, no, that's interesting that you would just really jump into the league like that. I would support you. I would buy into your team for like 400 hey, bucks. Here's the thing. Like, I'm hoping that that league pays out the top three. I'm confident that I make the top three. I'm usually top three in every league that I play. I, I, I know I'm sounding a little <laughs> conceited, but no, like, look, these people here, but, look, these but people at the same listening. time, it's true. Yeah. These people are listening to you. They don't want to take advice from a sixth placer. Exactly. You know what I'm so, saying? I won two out of three last season, but nah, you, for, if we're paying out the top three, I mean, I'm getting some pretty good return on investment on $10,000. There was a period of time where you finished second after second after second. It was kind still of like, paid. Still get, I mean, you still get paid, but it's like, you know, no, it was heartbreaking. It, it was like best regular season team, but just choked in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if you ain't first, you're last, as Ricky Bobby used to say. Um, but 
fantasy. No, let's talk about this punishments, monetary or funny. What do you, I, the punishment, first of all, well, I mean, what's a monetary punishment? Like are adding more money in, you have to pay out like the lose the last place of my home league pays an extra hundred bucks to the winner of the regular season. Yeah. I don't know if that's even like really worth it. Honestly, like obviously like incentivizes the people to play longer because they don't want to get last place, but I'm in favor of like a good old fashioned punishment. Cause it's funny. I just wish that people like, it's just tough that people never do them. You know, like we, there's some good ones out there. The waffle house thing. I mean, that made a small comeback this past year, but that's overplayed. I think it's gotta be the right crowd. It's gotta be the right crowd. I think one thing I want, I'm going to suggest one thing. I'm going to suggest to every fantasy league that I'm in. We'll see if anybody bites a popular thing amongst the, the young people these days is a hibachi home cooked dinner where someone comes in and rips a hibachi dinner. Looks fun. You. Looks really fun. Last place can't participate, but has to be the waiter. We've done the waiter thing before, but like what? Be the waiter at the hibachi dinner the whole rest of the league partakes in. Can't even eat the food. That'd be so hard. Well, this is a punishment, dude. Like, yeah, but like, I don't even know how funny that is. That's just kind of mean. It's just like, all right. Is it like, too harsh? I wouldn't say it's too harsh, but like, I feel like we can get more creative with it where like you can like actually humiliate somebody instead like the, of being like, okay, like just starve while we eat this amazing food and have this awesome experience. That's a, and I, you know, at some point someone's going to be like, all right, here, have some food. Like yeah, there's going to be a nice person there. There's a softy always in the group. Uh, as we get older, um, the, the drunk SAT is looking better and better. Cause think about like the way you are right now with you know your facial hair imagine you rolling in looking like a 20 mid-20s guy why is this dude taking the sats like there's so many quite like would they even let you in the building like that alone is humiliated not to mention the the, the stench of alcohol on your breath i mean we're talking potential lawsuits we're talking potential jail time i mean that yeah, is i don't think i don't think anyone's gonna risk it for a fantasy football to get put in jail and uh, yeah. put that under permanent record and yeah. uh and be a a nuisance to uh, children. Yeah, I need to get with the times, apparently. Um, but that's some of our fantasy football talk to start, guys. A little couple back and forth debates we got for you. Um, yeah, you know, we have our podcast out. A lot of cool guests come on in the studio once Toss gets back from vacay. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at the dot charity dot stripe on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore find us anywhere you get your podcast. We're always here on 10 90 Thursday, 6 to 7 PM. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Nicholas snacks Crider. Hit your free throws. Why Nick? Cause they're free. Cause they're free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the charity stripe every Thursday at 6 PM on the mightier 1090 AM. SoCal sports talk. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.